What's up, guys? It's your boy Cody, aka Young Crate and Barrel, aka Little Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> um, and uh, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast, Insanely Chill, episode forty-two or something like that. You know what? I was really disappointed with myself because I missed forty. I didn't miss it. I posted forty, but I forgot to talk about it. I used to do this thing where I would just forget about like what the fuck episode it was every episode, and then I would check before I started, and uh, and so that that's how I always caught the substantial numbers. It was like when I hit twenty and thirty or whatever. Thirty was known as squirty thirty. Um, if you haven't been listening since then, that was what I dubbed that episode. Forty, I just glossed over it. I just totally missed it. I didn't gloss over it. I used that phrase incorrectly. Um, I just missed, straight up missed it. I, I cruised cruised over it just directly over um and so i didn't get to do like a funny little play on funny little rhyming thing there 40 let's see um um the far the farty 40 Mm, no doesn't really have a good ring to it um 40 40 um rick and morty what's the deal with rick and morty why do i keep seeing all the shit about rick and morty if you're in the know about that, let me know. I don't know if they, maybe they came out with a new season or something, but I've just been seeing a lot of shit online about like Rick and Morty fans and about how they're shitty. I don't know. This is just coming from a complete outsider of no idea what's going on. But if you got the insights on that, fill me in. I don't know what happened. Maybe, I don't know, fucking Rick and Morty all of a sudden appeals to the alt-right or something. Right? I don't, I don't know. So let me know. Let me know about that. But I've been seeing a lot of a lot of shit. I've watched. I think I've watched like half an episode of that show before, and I enjoyed it. But people are obsessed with it, which is dope. I mean, that means it's got to be good, right? Um. Anyways, what the fuck is good? This is episode forty-two or something like that. I'm having a great day. Just been editing all day. Got a new video coming out. Uh, I guess today when you're listening to this, it'll be out. Um. It's another video with Noel, so if you haven't, uh, if that's still sitting in your subscription box, um, go ahead and watch that. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm a YouTuber. Maybe this is the first episode you've ever listened to from me. If so, I'm Cody. I'm a YouTuber, and I posted a new video today um, with my buddy Noel where we um, uh, tear apart a couple Jake Paul videos, which I know is a little bit played out now. It's a little bit old school to roast Jake, not old school, sorry. It's a little bit like, it's just like cliche now to roast Jake Paul because he's so easy to roast that it's like, all right, pick someone, find someone new that's shitty, doing shitty things. Jake Paul's so in the spotlight. It's like, it's almost too on the nose at this point to make fun of him. <laughs> imagine being at that, imagine being at that place where people stop making fun of you because it's, it's no longer cool to make fun of you. That's how shitty you are. That's amazing. That's, I mean, good on him. Seriously. That's a, that's a feat in itself. Yeah, Jake Paul, I don't know. I've already, done, I've already made fun of him enough. He's still doing bad shit, but it's like, it's like boring to talk about all the bad shit he's doing. But, so that's the, that is the case with him, I think. But I found, I guess it wasn't me. Someone DM'd it to me. Most, most things I find nowadays are people sending them to me and being like, hey, you should... You should react to this. You should roast this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I try to find a lot of stuff myself. This is actually something I want to talk about. Um, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll come back to it. And I, I will remember this time. I will. Um, 
what were you just talking about? <laughs> Jake, Jake Paul. Uh, yeah, okay. So I found someone sent me a channel of his that he no longer posts on, but it's a channel that still exists and it's called Jake Paul Biz. That's what it's called. This channel is just filled with like, I don't know if you've seen, again, if you're new here, Cody, YouTuber, good to meet you. Thanks for listening. Um, I've done videos in the past where I've roasted Ty Lopez, who is like a uh, pseudo kind of motivational speaker slash I don't know what the fuck he does. You know, he's like a, he just, he just capitalizes on hope, right? He takes people that aren't doing well as well as they think they should be, and he goes, well, you should be doing better than you are. And they go, yeah, totally, dude, totally. I, I mean, yeah, fucking, fucking, yeah, I should be rich. I should be rich as fuck. I totally deserve to be rich. So he takes people like that, and he goes, you can be rich. All you got to do is buy my book and follow my program. And they eat it up, right? And so as a result, Ty gets richer. I'm not sure if the other people get richer. I'm sure he's helped some people before. Actually, I know he has because people have... I've gotten some hate on my videos where I criticize these guys of people being like, Ty changed my life. And if he did, that's great. Because I think there is a lot of people um, that need that extra kick in the butt, right? We've all, we've all been there and we all need it. I just think it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's, I hate ambiguity. And so it's like when a person like Ty is selling a program that doesn't really, there's no, there's nothing tangible. He's just selling a method. There's no product. I can't touch the product, right? I can't. It's not an episode. It's not a blood. It's just a program. It's so ambiguous. What, what is it? What am I buying? A method. What is a method? What, what, what am I spending? I'm just giving you money and trusting that you're going to inspire me to get rich or whatever the fuck. I just think I hate ambiguity when it comes to like sales and products and whatever. Um, so I have done videos where I roast these types of people. Grant Cardone is another one that I, I guess I didn't really roast him. I just kind of like watched some of his videos and poked fun at them a little bit. Um, he's like a salesman, same, same type of guy. So anyways, there's a lot of people out there that do this, right? It's not a new thing. There's been people doing this in Vegas forever where they have fucking people up on stage that talk about selling things. And it's like, what, what things, what do I sell? Okay. Now I know how to sell things. Well, how do I, what do I know? What do I sell? Right. People, this is a common thing. So Jake Paul has his own channel where I guess he, I th- he must have seen what Ty was doing, what these other guys are doing, and he's like, I can do this, but I can be the youngest one to do it, which I think is actually kind of smart. But the channel is just, oh, it's so cringe. It's so cringe. I can't even begin to describe it. You got to go look at this yourself. Jake Paul biz, just search that. And the best part about it is that the videos don't have that many views. This was like last year when he... So I guess right now you'd, you'd say that Jake Paul is a success, right? He gets a fuck ton of views. He makes a fuck ton of money. Uh, everyone's talking about him. It's no longer cool to make fun of him. So I guess he's successful in that right. This is back when I guess he, he wasn't as successful. The videos don't really have that many views. I mean, they have like as many as I get. <laughs> so, yeah, not successful. Um, and it's just him giving business tips. It's him like doing the same thing. Just doing these videos where he gives these like vague piece of his, pieces of advice. 
where he's like, you want to learn how to sell your product? You got to, um, you know, you got to sell that thing. You got to get out there. You got to really believe your message and all this stuff. That's the thing. These guys, they just say vague things. It's like they're, you know, the, the, uh, it's like, you know, psychics will do that. You know, people sit down I was talking about, um, this with Kelsey today. She was like, my brother went to a psychic one time and he kind of, he kind of was exactly correct in the shit that was going on. And she told me, and at first, it's like, yeah, the psychic does seem like he, he knows what's going on, but I think the psychic is just saying things that are general enough where everyone can relate to them, but it seems specific. It's like what Ty Lopez does, I think. He's also down and be like, you know, or Grant, I guess. The, the one video that I roasted of Grant's was he was in his car, and he was like, what did he say? He said, you have to believe, you have to, oh no, he said, Failing is harder than success. Once you believe that, like the world is your oyster or something along those lines. So to some unsuspecting person who comes along and watches that video and needs, needs that, needs to hear something like that, they, in their mind, go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense, right? Failing is harder than success. When, when you really think about it, it's not at all. It's pretty hard. People, Every other motivational speaker you know, the, the classic, um, I guess, uh, f- uh, saying when it comes to this shit is you have to want to succeed more than you want to breathe or whatever fucking bullshit Gary Vee has said about this or some shit, right? You have to, f- you have to want to succeed more than you want to breathe. That doesn't sound easy to me, right? I, breathing is something that's pretty, I'm pretty dead set on breathing. For the next for the next little while, you know, I don't know the next seventy years, hopefully. Um, so to want to succeed more than I want to breathe means that I'd rather be dead than see any sign of form of success. Which I guess I mean maybe that's true. I don't know, but that doesn't sound easy to me. It doesn't sound easy at all. If I wanted to fail, I could probably just drop everything right now and just. Uh, move to a shack in Australia and just surf every single day if I wanted to fail on YouTube and fail in my entertainment career. Sounds a little easier doing that. So to me, that doesn't really make sense what Grant's on about, I guess. Um, but this is this is what Jake Paul has done. He started this business channel. He no longer posts on it because I think it was something where he was like, I'm going to do this, see if it works. And then he was like, well, the vlogs are working better, so I'm not going to do this anymore, which which I respect. It's just so cringy. You got to go watch this thing. It's a 19-year-old kid giving business tips. What is What is What do Like what have you sold? There's a whole video about selling products. I didn't even think he had merch back then. Maybe he did. I don't think he did. So then what is he selling? Himself? As a Disney character? I don't know. The whole thing just very much confuses me. I don't know. And so I found a video on that channel where he, it's a motivational speech that he gives. And it's like one of these ones that you see that go viral on Facebook, right? This is like the most Facebook content ever is some motivational speech that some guy gave that everyone and their mom and their grandmas can relate to. And so they repost it and they go, wow, this inspired me, even though they're not going to do shit about it. It's like the video that Jake Paul did is one like that where he put it to inspirational music and it's just like him sitting in his living room or something looking at the camera trying to be up 
energy and motivational, but just it's just so bad. You could tell he didn't plan it at all. He was just like, you know what? I feel like motivating some motherfuckers today. I'm going to motivate some of these motherfuckers today. <laughs> so he sat down and was like, all right, guys. Well, you need to, if you are feeling down and sad, you need to, um, you need to uh, get up. Oh, yeah, that's right. You hear me. Get up off that chair and you need to, you need to work hard. And um, that's all you got to do is work hard and things will come of that. I swear to God. Meanwhile, this motivational music is playing in the background and that's the video. And then there's a bunch of nine-year-olds in the comments being like, wow, Jake, you inspired me to do, to do what? To play, to try and play forward in your soccer league instead of, instead of midfield? Is that what, you, what do you mean? You're nine. What do you need inspiration for? You're nine years old. What are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to maybe talk to that bully at school? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, you don't really need a Jake Paul to tell you to do that. Maybe you do. Actually, you know what? If he helped you confront a bully, then good on him and good on you. But that doesn't change the fact that this video was still extremely cringy and just dumb. Dumb. It's almost disrespectful to the people that he's trying to motivate that he didn't plan the video. You can tell he's just saying shit. I mean, that's, that's, that's my main gripe with all these people. And I want to talk about YouTube a little bit more. And I, I'm going to come back to that thing I said before. I am. Um, but this is all kind of related. Is that Jake Paul, Rice Gum, everything they do nowadays, you can tell it's not genuine. They don't care about the stuff that they're putting out. They just care about what comes from it. The views, the money, the opportunities, whatever. And I guess it makes sense, but it doesn't, nobody respects that, right? Like when you watch a Jake Paul video, you know, I, I was, because I did a video on him today, um, I was going back finding these old videos, or I guess like the one most recent that I'm talking about, he did a carpool karaoke with 21 Savage. That's the first video that we made fun of in my video, right? 21 Savage, somehow he got his agent to contact 21 Savage's agent, I'm guessing, and be like, hey, do you want to go hang out with Jake Paul for a day and film for his vlog channel? He'll pay you $600,000 or something. And 21 Savage was probably like, uh, no. And he's like, okay, well, he came back. He's going to pay you a million bucks. And 21 Savage was like, okay, okay, fine. I'll go fucking drive around in a car with this kid. And so that's what they do. They drive around in a car. And Jake Paul is like trying to be zany and playing playing songs that 21 Savage might not like that much. Like, gee, I don't know, like Miley Cyrus and Kelly Clarkson and whatever. And he's trying to be funny. Jake is, but he's just not a funny person. He's not, you know, talented in any way. <laughs> it's mean, but no, he's just like trying to be like up energy and funny. And 21 Savage is not really having any of it. And it's really awkward. The whole thing's really awkward. We're taking a quick break to thank our sponsor, TMG Studios. And before you say anything, yes, it's completely fine that my own production company sponsored my own podcast. Daddy's got to scratch his own back sometimes. When you sign up for TMG Studios, you don't just get ad-free episodes of Insanely Chill. You get all of our shows ad-free. 
And with the Studios tier, you get access to hundreds of unfiltered bonus episodes from our other shows like Brooke and Connor and TMG. So go to tmgstudios.tv and sign up for TMG Studios tier to get access to ad-free and bonus episodes. Now, I just feel like any other person would be like, oh, 21 Savage, I have an opportunity to, to make a video with 21 Savage. How can I make this as good as possible? Because this is a gold mine, potentially, in terms of content, right? 21 Savage is like the hardest dude of all time. I get it. It's a funny idea to maybe like play some Kelly Clarkson and make it weird for a little bit. But what the difference is, is you can tell everything he's doing, he's just doing it at, at, at surface level just to milk the views. That's all it is. He goes, how can I do something and give the least amount of effort to it possible and still get the views out of it? That's what it is. And that's exactly the same with rice gum. It's the same thing. These guys, they make the vid, they don't care about what they're, they're putting out, I don't think. It doesn't, it's just, you can tell when people care about the shit and want to make it good and want to, now this is not saying anything about my own. I'm not saying, this is just as a watcher, as a, as a person who watches YouTube. This is my perspective, is that I watch, you know, I watch the people, people's videos who it seems like they actually like the process and they, they care about what they're putting out. And I watch that and you can see it, you can tell. And then you watch people like Rice come and you're like, the only reason he's doing this is so that eight-year-olds will watch it and he'll get 10 cents per thousand views or whatever the fuck it is. And then, and then to have the fucking balls to like, flex on your fans constantly like rice gum and jake paul both do it's unreal this okay so this fucking floored me this floored me now again if you're listening and you don't know i i know i'm I'm getting all youtube right now normally i i really don't like talking about this shit but i think i mean clearly clearly i do you know what i take that back i do like talking about this shit i don't like when other people talk about this shit youtube i think it's just like it just feels, I don't know, it feels kind of lame to me. But it's, you know, it's my job right now and and um, and it's a huge community. It's a huge um, industry, so it should be talked about. So if you if you don't know who these people are, Rice Gum is a YouTuber, Jake Paul is a YouTuber, blah, blah, blah. Um, so what the fuck? Oh, yeah, so Rice Gum, right? So iDubbbz, another YouTuber um, who's known for like, Basically, his commentary on people who suck, right? Came out with this video on RiceGum last week. Got a shit ton of views, millions and millions. And RiceGum lost a whole bunch of subscribers. And in the video, uh, iDubbbz points out just like a whole bunch of like really accurate shit. Like he took his time, did his research, watched like all of RiceGum's things. And we're like, this is why RiceGum sucks. And um, it was all very, very true. It was all very true. RiceGum is greedy. He... F- he just cares about the views, just cares about the money. Um, and that w- has been my main gripe with that kid. I've never really truly enjoyed any of his videos, maybe one or two, like in the, in the you know, back last year when he was first like blowing up or whatever. Um, because it seemed like he actually cared about what the fuck he was putting out. He, I'm sure he was editing them himself, I would hope. And it seemed like he gave a fuck. Um, this is evidence of the fact that it's crazy because in IDub's videos, he goes, he's greedy. Um, you know, really, he's like, doesn't say true to his word. He, all he cares about is the views and the money and stuff like that. Right. So Rice Gum basically comes out his, he had a response a day later 
an entire video where he basically would just like, give me three more days for a video. And then he monetized that video. <laughs> so he came out with a video that said, basically a video that said, hey, I'm coming out with a video. That was the video. And he made money on that. He got millions of views on that and made a whole bunch of money. Thousands of dollars on that video probably. Right? So he comes out with his response video. Well, the reason why that's funny is because in itself, it proves what iDubbbz was saying. You're greedy. You don't need to come out with a video announcing another video. You don't have to do that. If people are going, dude, where's your response? Where's your response? Where's your response? Just be even quieter and work even harder on your response and then come out with a response and the reaction would be even bigger. Don't come out with a half-ass video that's just like, hey man, video's coming soon, but in the meantime, just pay me thousands and thousands of dollars. Appreciate you guys. Hey, video coming up about how I'm not greedy. Coming up in three days. So here's a video just announcing that and you're going to have to watch a two-minute ad before this so that I can still make thousands of thousands of dollars um, because you watched a fucking Tide ad before this video where I'm, I talk about how I'm not greedy. And then two days later, he comes out with a video announcing a diss track. And it's the same thing. And he plays half the diss track in the video and, and monetizes that. You're just squeezing, squeezing every little bit of what even could, what I don't even know could be called content. Squeezing every little idea for everything it's worth, just milking the sweet views, the sweet views out of that shit. <laughs> oh man. And that's who on that's that's who's on top of YouTube right now. I also want to address something I said last time. I said, um, I said I was talking about the iDubs video, and I was talking about um the, his diss track, iDub's diss track. The whole thing is about diss tracks and all this shit. So if you don't know what's going on, it's kind of too too much to describe at this point. iDub's had a diss track at the end of his video. And last podcast, I talked about it and I said it was a little bit awkward. It was a little bit awkward. I didn't really like watching it. The diss track, I think, lyrically was funny. He he did diss. He dissed Rice Gum pretty damn hard. He, boy, I'll tell you what. Haven't seen a diss like that since the diss of 85. Um, no, he got him pretty good. The, like I said, lyrically it was great, but, but the video, it just was, it was tough for me to watch. It was pretty awkward. And so I talked about that and basically I didn't really say what I wanted to say correctly. Basically I was like, I was kind of like, you know, when it comes to diss tracks, what I want to see is I want to see cars and I want to see money and I want to see the, you know, the fucking, uh, superfluous fucking meaningless shit that people put in rap videos because it, it helps me get into it, right? And I agree, that's kind of missing the point. A lot of people were like, well, that's you, then you don't know iDubbbz's humor. It's supposed to be awkward and it's supposed to be weird. I get that. I do. I understand what's going... <laughs> a lot of the comments were like, man, maybe you just fucking don't understand. I think you need a certain level of intelligence to understand iDubbbz's humor. <laughs> I don't know, Maybe. Maybe that, and a lot of the comments were saying that ironically, and I get it. But a lot of them were actually serious. People were like, "Man, you just don't get iDubs. You just don't get it." Now I agree, his videos are smart and they're and they're really good. But I don't. You don't have to be a genius to laugh at the fact that he's unabashed about saying retard. 
right? I don't think you really have to be. Um, what I was saying was that the video at the end, it just was kind of, I don't know, it was just like, and it wasn't, I don't think it was purposely uncomfortable. I think they were trying to make it loose and funny and it just felt uncomfortable. If something's uncomfortable for me to watch, it's, I don't think it's, and that's it just uncomfortable i don't think it's achieved what he wanted to achieve but uh, maybe hell maybe i just don't get it maybe i'm just not up to that up to par in terms of my intelligence maybe you know maybe i really have to sit down and watch some more parks and rec (laughs) maybe i have to sit down and really watch the british version of the office before i can finally, finally be on all the levels of people who commented that who knows Oh, God. So that's what I... Okay, so now I'll come back to what I wanted to talk about before because what I wanted to talk about before um, was my uh, Amazon video that I posted last week. I posted a video of me going through funny Amazon reviews because I thought it was a funny concept. I did. And I got... It's funny, man. I got a lot of... Did I talk about this last time? No, because I came up with the video when... Uh, One second here. Oh, internet's turned off because I remembered to do that this time. Now, where's my fucking phone? Don't even have it. <laughs> oh god i remember to do one thing and i just totally fuck up another someone someone one of the comments on the last one shout out to you by the way uh was it was like cody needs a post-it note on his laptop that every time he opens it it says get glass of water which i forgot today um turn off wi-fi like plug in phone and then press record or something like that and i i was i was chuckling i had a good hearty chuckle at that because it's so true I do. Look at me now. Look at me. What am I doing? I'm sitting here, phoneless, basically fucking naked without my phone here, phoneless, waterless, dry ass mouth, looking ass boy. (laughs) You can probably hear how dry my mouth is. It's like a damn desert in there. You know, it's like rice comes content in there. Just dry. Um... So yeah, my phone's, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I posted the video about four days ago or something. Me going through Amazon reviews. Now, 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 what I wanted to say about this was that um, some people were kind of like, I, one of the things was that people were like, wow, are you running out of video ideas? Which is weird to me because that's a video idea. What do you mean, am I running out of video ideas? Is it because you don't think it's a good idea? Because it's still an idea. It's a video idea. That's what it is. It's me reading Amazon reviews is on an idea I had for a video. Um, that was one thing that I always find funny when people go, wow, running out of ideas, huh? It's like, well, clearly not because this is, I had to have an idea before I did this video. If I was running out, I wouldn't have posted a video. That's what would be running out. Now, if you don't think it's a good video idea, that's a whole nother thing. I thought it was funny. A lot of people will post videos of this genre. And um, the thing that I don't usually like is that they'll just go to BuzzFeed or they'll just search funny Amazon reviews on Google. And Google will, you know, regurgitate some blog that has some viral funny reviews, right? And then the YouTuber will talk about them. And... Those videos are funny if the if the commentary is unique and written, right? Then then I then I have no problem with videos like that. 
the problem when it's not, when it's just people kind of like laughing at those is because whoever wrote the blog post, whoever found those reviews in the first place, those are the people that did the work. They're, the comedy comes from them. You're just kind of, I mean, it's the same thing with the reaction videos, right? Like if, I don't know, the try not to laugh videos, I guess, kind of. I mean, I might do one of those in the future. And so this is going to, this is going to bite me in the ass big time. But you know, th- those type of videos is kind of like, and reaction videos in general, if your commentary isn't rich and adds something new to the old material, then you're kind of, you're not really doing anything. The the person who did the, who made you laugh in the first place is the one, is where the comedy is coming from. And I kind of feel like that same way with these genre of videos where people read funny Yelp reviews or read funny Craigslist posts or whatever. So what I like to do is I like to go out and actually find them myself so that I know they're unique and so that's what I had to do for the Amazon videos. I went out and, like, I, I you know, worked hard on that video. <laughs> I worked hard. And it's funny. Some people were like, some people were like, hey, uh, Cody, like, sometimes your videos, basically the theme of this is I just got to stop reading comments. Basically, that's the theme. But, like, people were like, I've seen a couple comments where people have been like, you know, dude, like, um, you don't have to try so hard in your videos. You don't have to write them out so much. We watch them because we think you're funny. And so uh, you can just like, you know, be yourself and not worry so much, which I totally agree with. So in this video, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna find these reviews and I'm just going to conceptualize a couple jokes, but that's it. I'm just going to sit down and just, you know, be me. <laughs> and so I, that's what I basically did. I had like no plan for the video. I just kind of would read these reviews and then say whatever came to mind. And, um, I got the most amount of comments on that one of people being like, man, you seems a little bit try hard. seems a little bit too written, <laughs> which is, is just like, what do you want? What do you want? But I got to stop reading comments. That's what it's all about. That's what, that's what this, uh, that's my conclusion. Anyways, um, beautiful people. I hope you guys had a good weekend i man my weekend was fucking a1 a1 let me tell you about this maybe then i'll update you on my marathon training because guess what that bitch is on sunday that that bitch is on this sunday this upcoming sunday your boy young crate and barrel aka low bed low bed bath and beyond is running a marathon and uh, and so I'll update you on that. First, I want to tell you about my weekend. My weekend fucked hard. Now, um, I on Friday basically on Friday drove up to Big Sur, and which really was not looking forward to that drive. I don't know. I hate road trips by myself, or not even by myself. I just hate road trips. I hate long drives. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Um, I don't really know if there's anyone that likes long drives. I would assume no, because they suck. There's just nothing good about them. Um, but uh, my buddy had this cabin in Big Sur, and he was like, "Do you guys want to go? The surf is supposed to be really good." Um, basically, he had the, he had a cabin. He had this cabin for another reason, and something fell through. So he was like, I've, you know, I've paid for this thing. I have it. Do you guys want to go up there just for the weekend? And we'll do a little surf trip. And, uh, so like four of us were like, sure, let's do it. I'll fucking do the drive. I didn't re I didn't, I kind of forgot how far it actually was. And then like two days before Googled, Google mapped it. And it's like six hours. 
with no traffic. And I was like, God fucking damn it, whatever. Um, so uh, got in my car. We drove up to Big Sur, and it, oh man, stunningly beautiful. I don't even know how to describe. I forgot. I used to live in San Francisco. I fully forgot how fucking beautiful Northern California is. It is just stunning. It's stunning. Everywhere you go, it's beautiful. Mind you, we didn't go all the way north. We were just in Monterey and Big Sur and Carmel, which is notoriously a beautiful area. But fucking L. Fucking L? Fucking ludes, dude. Fucking lame-tard, my guy. Um... It's such a such a pretty place. You got to go there if you haven't been. And uh, so the first day we got there, we um, it was Friday that we arrived. Wait, guys, I'm gonna get some water. I'll take a little break, and then we'll be right back. Um, what's up? Sorry, we're back. Friday we got there, and um, so the surf spot that the cabin was closest to is this place called Rivermouth uh, in Big Sur. And it's a national park, and basically we got there, and the park ranger was like, the beach is, uh, it's like about a mile, a little bit over a mile walk to the beach. I think it actually was longer. It felt longer when we did it. So she goes, "Um, you have to walk. There's no other way to get to the beach. You have to walk. And so we got there about 4 p.m. on Friday. We grabbed our boards, and we embarked on this walk, and... Basically, it just, I don't know, when you're walking and you have a goal, someplace you want to get to, and the walk is over a mile, it's like a little bit too long, where it's just not even a casual walk. It's like, all right, every corner, you're like, all right, the end should be right here, and then you turn the corner, and it's it's another fucking, you know, whatever, you can, another 50 yards, and then you're like, all right, well, we're on the next corner. Um. Anyways, so we do the walk, we, tur- we round the last bend. And there's a break in the trees, and we walk up the beach, and fucking, I can't even, it's beautiful. Like, I don't know, probably five, six-foot waves. Um, Just, the wind was perfect. Offshore. um, The beach was beautiful, surrounded in this, like, canyon. Cliffs on both sides. I can't even really describe it. I don't really know how to describe it. It was just stunningly beautiful and uh so we surfed it was a ton of fun um the water was cold as shit up there cold as shit i brought my three two wetsuit which is like basically you can get thicker wetsuits than that for cold water which i what i should have had and i brought the thin one so i was fully freezing my dick off um i couldn't feel my hands and my feet by the time we came in like at all couldn't move couldn't move my hands i like couldn't move my fingers (laughs) Which is probably not the best sign. That means like you know means there's circulation not happening that probably should be happening. Um, but it was just so worth it, man. It was so much fun. I can't even the just like the beauty of being out there. This is gonna this has gotta sound so cliche, but it, there's nothing like it. I don't know. Cold ass water. You paddle over a wave and you get the back spray. It's like and then just canyons around you. I don't know, man. See, this podcast is becoming more and more positive. This is, you know, focusing on shit that I like. Um, so that was the first day. It was fucking great. Went back, fell asleep at like 8.30 p.m. because I was so exhausted because we had surfed before we left too. 
Next day we woke up and we, we went we went a little bit north to Monterey. We surfed a break called Asylumar, um, which was equally as great. A little bit choppier, but beautiful beach. The road, um, the road that goes along the coast there. If you if you're from there or if you know what I'm talking about, it's fucking sick. Um, really really pretty area. Lots of really big beautiful houses looking right on the beach. Just fucking you know well fed. I'll I'll never know. <laughs> And um, surf was great, man. I saw I saw some dudes catch the swell was big. I saw some dudes catch waves that must have been eight nine feet, like a couple feet overhead. It was it was pretty gnarly, um, and it was a lot of fun. We had a ton of fun. Again, cold as shit. Um, couldn't feel my balls by the time we got out with my hand because my hand was also frozen numb. And uh, came back up to the car, and this kid. This kid, shout out if you're watching, forget your name, but he's driving this fucking black, big ass black, like souped up Jeep and he just stops in the middle of the road and gets out of his car and it's like, yo, you're Cody, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, can I get a picture? I was like, for sure. Took a picture and he was like, why are you here? And I was like, ah, we're here for a surf trip or whatever. And he was like, um, I was like, maybe you should like move your car. I don't know. (laughs) Kind of like in the middle of the road. I don't know. Like, where's a good place to go for breakfast around here? And he said this place. Um, it's called, uh, uh, shout out to, um, fucking first awakenings in Monterey, Monterey. Yeah, it was in Monterey. Big shout out to that place. It was fucking bomb, bomb. So I'll give one number one, want to give a shout out to you for suggesting that place. Number two, want to give a big old shout out to first awakenings in Monterey. If you're in that area, go to that restaurant. That is how breakfast food should be done. Just the proportions were just way too fucking big. The burrito was like six burritos. The breakfast burrito was like six breakfast burritos wrapped in one big burrito. It was insanely big. Just and then on top of that, just millions of home fries. And then you get an English muffin on top of that shit. Like as if you would ever need that. Amazing. That is we just all left that place just so full and happy. Um there was also a candy store right beside uh the the restaurant. You walk in, it's just like they have every flavor of saltwater taffy you could ever imagine. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a salt, saltwater taffy kind of guy. All right? I'm sure you guys all know that about me. <laughs> I'm sure exactly zero people know that about me. But I'm telling you now, I'm a saltwater taffy guy. My mom probably knows that because she likes it too, and I, I'm sure I get that from her. Um, So I went ape shit. I got a bag, and I was like, Matt was... Matt, my intern, was like vlogging the whole thing. By the way, there's going to be a new vlog up like at the end of this week about this trip. So keep an eye out for that on the uh, Cold World channel. But um, so he's vlogging me, right? So I'm like, ah, like trying to be like, you know, you know, got a Jake Pauly for the vlog. I'm like grabbing all these different saltwater taffies and like getting too many, basically. And I got to a point where I was like, oh, I haven't even I haven't even hit half the flavors yet. And I'm already like a bag full of these things. So maybe I should slow down a little bit. So I started like, you know, kind of just picking one of the 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 rest of the flavors and I ended up with a bag of about 40 to 50 saltwater taffies and I was like well you know what you never you don't really come across a store like this every day I'll pay for this bag and uh maybe I'll eat them over the course of the the next couple weeks right maybe I'll um eat a couple on the on the road trip back and then I can have a bag in my place and maybe I can you know eat, eat one or two after surfing and then maybe I'll bring them to Toronto we'll you know, can eat them before the marathon or whatever. They were gone in about 16 hours. I ate all 50. 
and about and and the vast majority of those were in the first hour after we had had this gigantic breakfast. That's how much self-control I have. Every single one I put in my mouth, I was like, well, last one. And uh, and I'd finish it. And I'd be like, well, I'm like, I can't just eat. I can't just end on that flavor. You know, what am I going to end on the fucking, there was, a, there was a molasses flavor. I got that one. Not the best. <laughs> you know, you, when, you, when you see molasses, you think, oh, yummy. But, you know, it wasn't that good, which is surprising. I'm sure you're sitting there being like, really? Wasn't good? Molasses flavored saltwater taffy wasn't good? And, I, I, you know, it wasn't, unfortunately. Um, or the chicken and waffles flavor wasn't that great. Um, so you eat one, you're like, oh, I can't end on that flavor. And then you eat another one, and you're like, well, that one was too good. You know, I can't end on that. It was too good, and I got to have another one. I'm trying to find the one that's not bad, but not too good. And then you just end up eating 50 and just looking at yourself in the mirror like, why? Why? Why can't you just not eat 50 saltwater taffies in one sitting? Why can't you just not do that? But that's my struggle, man. That's life. Life is just killing time between meals. That's what life, that's all life is. Uh, never mind about this podcast being positive. That was the darkest thing I've ever said. Um, it was a great trip. Great trip. You got to make a, if you're thinking about going out to North Cal- Northern California, if you're going to San Francisco anytime soon and you've never been to that area, I'd say take the time and drive down to Carmel, drive down to Big Sur, drive down to Monterey and just check out that whole area. Because it really was um, just absolutely beautiful. It's just fucking makes me happy dude that shit it's so i love the cool air up there september and october is like the ideal time for northern california because the air is crisp but it's sunny it's not too cold but it's just the right amount of bite in the air that i was talking about a couple a couple episodes ago so make a trip out there funny story when we when we were coming back um not really funny actually more just really uh um maddening Basically, we were the place, the cabin we were staying at was a cabin about like 20 minutes into the woods. You took a right off PCH, which, by the way, is the most beautiful fucking drive ever. Um, take a right off the PCH and drive. We were driving along and I was like, where's the right? Matt was in the car with me. He was like, it's coming up in like two minutes. And I was like, OK, thank God we're almost at this cabin because we were driving by six. We had been driving for six hours by that point. So he goes, take a right right here. And I'm like, great, take a right. And I'm like, so how far in is it? Expecting him to be like, oh, it's like 100 feet, you know? He goes, it's 20 minutes into the forest, up the mountains. Like, we were staying in the middle of fucking nowhere. If you wanted to kill someone, you would take them, you would take this turn and you would go to where this cabin is. It is the most secluded fucking place I've ever been. I don't understand how people actually like live there. It's so out, it's so, nothing is around there. The people who hosted us, uh, bless their hearts, this really cute older couple, but goddamn, they must love each other to shit. Because how do you not go insane in the middle of the forest with one person? I'm sure they make it to the city like never. That's crazy, man. They love, they must just like doing their thing. Maybe they just fuck all the time. Maybe they're just constantly boning. That's probably what it is. 
Everyone who lives in that neighborhood, 20 minutes into the Big Sur forest, are just absolute um, fucking nymphos, nymphomaniacs. It's the little community of nymphos, and they all just fuck all the time, and they want to do nothing else but fuck. The Big Sur nympho community. Well, if it was, I mean, there was a fucking, at the cabin we were at, there was a um, an outdoor shower. That's kind of kinky, right? Not really. It's more just like, uh, you know, you enjoy the beauty. Also, an outdoor toilet as well. So I got to take a couple shits where I just truly enjoyed the great outdoors as I was evacuating my ass. Which was nice, you know? You don't get a lot of moments like that now. You know, be, you know especially when you live in a city and everyone's everyone's so into their phones. You know, everyone's all technology. Sometimes it's nice to just take a shit outside. <laughs> well, what do you what do you what do you like to do? You like to go on you know remember you remember when I don't know if anyone anyone else did this, but like before phones, when I used to take a shit as a kid, I just like used to read shampoo bottles. <laughs> like just read the ingredients and like the steps. I used to read I used to have the steps to my shampoo one hundred percent memorized. Rinse and repeat. Because I would just read the steps. Because I had nothing else to do. You know, we weren't fancy. We didn't have magazines. There were no golf magazines stacked in my bathroom. No. Just shampoo bottles. And so I would read them. And what do you like to do now? You like to tweet? What do you like to do? You like to play a little Candy Crush when you're taking a shit? Yeah? Well, how about you take a break from your phone and you take a shit outside for once? (laughs) Really connect with nature. Sad. People don't take shits outside enough. It actually was kind of like liberating. Just hear the birds chirping as you're chirping out of your ass. Um, So anyways, yeah, the story. So we... The last day we get up... So the second day we surfed in the morning was really good. We go back at night because we were supposed to do like we were we wanted to surf like at least twice a day because the swell was big and the conditions were supposed to be good. And that's why we were in Northern California. That's why we drove six hours. So the second day we drove back in the morning or in the in the afternoon to surf again. And it was like pretty blown out. The wind had picked up and it just like didn't look good. So we're like, fuck, let's try and wait it out. See if we can wait till the sun goes down like nearly and see if the wind dies. Maybe we can get like a 45 minute session in. And so we go and have a couple beers. We come back, and it's still really blown out. So we're like, fuck it. Let's just go back to the river mouth in the morning. We'll do that long one-mile walk, and hopefully it's good. So we go back in the morning. We drive 30 minutes from the cabin. We check out of the cabin. We drive about 30 minutes to the spot. We get out. We get our surfboards. I'm like, it's probably a bad sign that no one else is here. There's no other cars there. So we're like, fuck it. Whatever. We'll take a chance. We walked a mile and a half to the beach, which was like 20 minutes. And we came, we rounded that break in the trees, hoping to see lines, big fucking tubes. And it was just flat, like a fucking lake. It was so shitty. I guess like the tide, the tide was a little bit, too, little bit too high. So it just like wasn't good. And we were just like, well, okay, I guess we got to fucking, there's nothing else to do. We got to go back to LA. And that's what we did. Which I guess isn't that, it's really not that funny of a story. It's just imagine, like, it's just, oh, you just hope 
I talked to the park ranger. I was like, is it good out there, you think? Is it worth the walk? And she was like, well, people have been showing up all morning. So we're like, all right, well, let's fucking do it. Walk a mile and a half just to just to be let down. And then fucking all we had to do was six-hour drive back to L.A. And on the way back, we stopped in, I don't think it was Monterey. I think, yeah, maybe it was Monterey. Or it was a different city around there. We stopped at this random in and out And I walk in, and the girl at the counter freaks out. And she goes, oh, my God, I tweeted you yesterday telling you to come to this in and out and I, and I was like, what? And she was like, is that why you came? And I was like, no, I, did, I didn't have any internet. I didn't see your tweet. I just random, we just like decided to stop because we were all hungry and we showed up at the, this in and out. What are the odds of that? Crazy, right? <laughs> I don't really know if it's that crazy, but it, I mean, it was kind of cool for her and for me too. Um, so had in and out, drove back and... Um, Sunday surfed again because the waves were still good in Venice and it's just been pumping, man. I surfed again yesterday morning. The fall is here and the waves have been good and man, it's just, it's just been, it's been good. It's been a good week. Um, we're my, um, the writer of Goat Rodeo and I are polishing up a pitch right now and I guess we're going to start, we're going to practice it this week and then I think we're going to take it out next over the next couple of weeks, um, a show that we that we wrote, which is kind of cool. So that's exciting. Maybe something will come with that, but probably not because most things in Hollywood, just nothing happens. Um, so, and then what else is good? Uh, Noel and I got something in the, in the works that's like we're going to announce next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, God damn it, these headphones are... What are you doing? There we go. And I'm speaking at the UCLA Tech Fair tomorrow. So if you go to UCLA and uh, you want to see me talk about my history in tech and stuff like that, um, then you can you can come. I don't know. There's a, there's a post on like the UCLA Tech Fair Facebook or something. I don't know. You can find it if you look hard enough. Um, so I think my... It's funny, the chick who is like, again, my fucking computer is turned off, but the chick who's organizing it, um, I was on the phone with her this morning and I was like, how many people are supposed to be there? And she was like, well, I don't know. There's like, the room fits a hundred. And I was kind of like, there's no fucking way that a hundred people are going to show up to this. And she put out the questionnaire basically to people being like, are you going to show up? And what do you want to ask Cody? And she got 35 responses in like five minutes. So (laughs) I don't know. It might, it might be kind of, more people than I'm expecting, which is cool, but also not cool because I haven't planned what I'm going to say at all. I'm just kind of like, ah, we'll just fucking wing it. So <laughs> going to have to actually work on that tonight. Um, so after I finish editing this video that I'm going to post tomorrow, I'm going to write that speech. So if you go to UCLA, um, come see me, come see me talk. It probably won't be that great, but you can ask me questions if you want, if that's something that interests you. And if not, I mean, I don't know. You can do what you're going to do anyways. Go to class. I guess, no, it's at night. It's at like 8 p.m. or something. So, All right, guys. Well, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about today. Um, Let's see. Did anything else happen to me this week? Again, I keep going back to my computer, but the internet's off. Um, What did I do on Monday? Anything fun? No. 
no, just got this marathon. Oh yeah, I was going to update you on the marathon training. So did the 18 miles. I had to do an 18 mile training run last week and I did it on Wednesday morning before I went to acting class. And then, so I did the run, woke up at like 6am, started it, made it like barely, barely fucking made it. it, was just cashed afterwards. And, and so I immediately like showered and then got dressed and went to acting class and I had to act out this fucking scene where I was basically like this coke addict, really energetic. And then the teacher made me do this like crazy shit where I had to like act like a baby or something. Basically, the whole thing just required energy, which is just the one thing that I just did not have any more of. Fresh out of energy. Fresh out of that. Yep, not going to happen. So I was kind of like, I was just struggling. Man, to act like you're on cocaine when you're just so not... <laughs> Uh, I had to tell my partner, I had to be like, listen, <laughs> this is going to be a rough one. Okay. I'm not going to, not going to, I'm not saying this cause I'm bragging or anything, but I ran 18 miles this morning and I am fucking dead. So this just isn't good. If you're not really getting anything from me, I'm sorry. It's just going to be that way today. I apologize. So luckily uh, she carried this scene a little bit. So I finished the run, finished the 18 mile run. It was, I mean, it was hard, but I, I, I did it. And so now, now all I have to do is eight more miles on Sunday <laughs> to do a full marathon. So let's fucking hope I survive that shit. I'm going to vlog it. That's what I decided. I'm going to carry that fucking camera the whole way and vlog it so that you guys get a firsthand experience at how fucking shitty this is going to be. So I leave to, to, I'm flying to Toronto on Friday. Um, and I'm going to visit my sister who's there and then driving to Niagara Falls. So that'll be fun. I'm pumped and um, not pumped at the same time. But we'll see how it goes, guys. Wish me luck and uh, send, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really need your blessings, but I am um, because I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do it anyways. But, you know, wish me luck, I guess. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys. Um, that's kind of all I had for you today. Uh, I'm going to go finish editing this video. So keep an eye out for that tomorrow. Um, follow the uh, podcast Twitter. It's at insanely underscore chill. Um, and then follow me on everything. It's at Cody Co. And uh, you can donate on Patreon if you want. You can book me on Cameo if you want me to say happy birthday to you. It's bookcameo.com slash Cody Co. And uh, you know the drill. Give it a five-star rating on iTunes if you guys like it. Thank you for listening to the Jazz Hour 98.5 The Smooth. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.